I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Tremors, making perfection the podcast. I'm your host, Michael Gross, and every Friday for the next six weeks, we're going deep on the making of Tremors with the people who made it. From the very first draft of the script that birthed the Graboids to the challenges of filming in the middle of the desert, the cast and crew are going to tell you everything you need to know about the monster movie that became a cult classic. So Graboid yourself a seat, and let's make perfection. So you've got an idea for a cult monster movie that's going to remain in the hearts of horror fans for the next 30 years. But how do you get the green light from Hollywood to make it? You need a visionary producer like Nancy Roberts. Nicknamed the godmother of Tremors, Nancy saw something beautiful in Steve and Brent's vision of a graboid chasing Kevin Bacon across the desert and used her connections and skills to bring it to the screen. But it wasn't all smooth sailing, as she can tell you. Here's Nancy Roberts on getting Tremors off the ground and the legacy the film has left behind for her. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com 
slash host. You're known as the godmother of tremors. What does that mean? Uh, well, I suppose it means many things to many people, but effectively, uh, I think that's because tremors exist because I selected it from a sheaf of ideas that once Short Circuit was sold and set up, I said, now, since you don't have a script, let's see your ideas. And among their ideas, very few, maybe 10 pages, was one single page, three quarters of a page. And I read it and I said, this one, let's do this one. And that was the idea for Tremors. It was such a simple, striking concept. It was so clear, even though it wasn't fleshed out, that I could see that it could be a movie. And I felt that they could do it. And so I asked them to go and write up a pitch to see if they could flesh it out, to see if that three quarters of a page could make it to four pages so that you had a, the number of acts for a movie and if it had any kind of a flair uh, that really resonated as a potential movie. And what were your first impressions of Brent and Steve? They were not Hollywood types. They were really their own people. Um, they were uh, a unique duo. Steve's kind of Western outdoor guy at that time. He was wearing bell bottoms still. And Brent is this very sharp-witted, you know, uh, well, they're both sharp, but Brent is more into current and urban culture and art. Steve is outdoors. But together, they were so well-spoken and articulate that I was amazed. And I, when I met them, I actually, before I met them, I called them up and said, I know we're going to meet on uh, Tuesday because it was a long weekend. I said, but I love this script and I would love to represent you. And when they came in to see me, I asked them if they had anything else because I never took a client that didn't have a second script to follow up with. They had that one script. I said, this is good enough. And they were genuine. They were absolutely two genuine, no BS people. So what was your precise role in Tremors? Well, my precise role isn't credited if you're asking that. My precise role was really to put it together in the first place. Um, and that was the campaign to get the idea into a treatment, to shop the treatment. We shopped the treatment for almost six years to shop the treatment with an unknown director, Ron Underwood, attached to the treatment. And that was a non-negotiable. And then it was to insist, and they agreed, that when people didn't understand the treatment because it was so unusual that they just couldn't get it and they couldn't see it, that we had to 
they had to write the script. They had to make that treatment a living, breathing thing. Then we could go out and see if we could set it up, knowing full well that there were going to be many newcomers uh, in positions of producing and directing that we were going to be asking for. And it took dedicated, unrelenting belief and will to do that. Jesus, we really caught something here! Wow. Man, that's one big mother. Tremors took six years from the inception of the idea to the pitch, to the failed pitch, to finding finally enough time. Uh, Brent, Steve, and Ron and I had a meeting and, and I said, I've done everything I can to get this to people who should get this movie, but they don't. You're going to have to write it. And you're gonna to have to write it on spec, even though by that time they were being paid great sums of money. But if you wanna do this movie, they won't get it unless it's on the page. And it's a risk. Uh, it was meant time out of their schedule. So it took about a year to get the script really in the shape. In fact, it took six months to get the draft after that meeting that we had had. And I kept waiting for the script and one day I said, I don't care where you are in the script, I'm going to send the script police to your houses and whatever you have, they are going to pick up and you're going to bring it into me and I want to read it so I can see if we have a movie. How easy was it to get that initial meeting with Jim Jacks? Well, I did that well before, um, I did that well before uh, the script ever got to Jim. I just targeted him and I can remember meeting him and he was known for being this gruff, you know, guy who would put you off and uh, uh, I walked into his office and he had a baseball bat and he kept going, <laughs> kept hitting the baseball bat into his hand. And um, so he asked me why I should, why he should do business with me. And I told him that was because I had great material. And I thought that he was someone who would be well suited in the studio sphere to get that material and to work with, these, with the clients that I had in mind. And I gave him some samples to read and I asked him, what did he have to lose? And that began a friendship actually that stayed for a long time and it also was a friendship that helped get extra money for Tremors when Tremors needed it. Jim Jacks has passed uh, now. He, he started out in distribution, and I think that's how he met the Coen brothers uh, on Blood Simple, their first movie. And he was a passionate filmmaker. He worked with Sean Daniel uh, at Universal. But he came out of the ranks of distribution and into the and studio and, and lower budget financing. Uh, along with the Coen brothers when they came. But he went, when they came to Hollywood, but he went into the studio system. 
And at that time, Universal was kind of a wonderful place. It wasn't uh, layers and layers. In fact, the studio system wasn't layers and layers of suits. There were a lot of really passionate people in the studio jobs. They really loved movies and they fought for movies. And Jim was one of them. Universal, in my opinion, was very fortunate to have hired him. And he then went on, um, after he left the studio ranks, to uh, make movies for them with um, uh, Sean Daniel and excellent movies. Ta a really talented guy. But for uh, the true creative writer, the auteur writer, Jim Jacks was an amazing uh, executive and an advocate to have on your side. How important was it to get Gail Ann Hurd on board? I felt. I felt Gail was critically important. Uh, Gail uh, certainly was riding high at that particular time. Uh, it had to be a Gail-like person for the following reasons. Um, coming off of Terminator, she and Jim had, had formed Pacific Western and it was a deal with 20th Century Fox and it was to do movies uh, under $10 million. And in that envelope, there were opportunities to take risks. There were first timers. There, there, there were not the usual tough constraints um, that were being applied to almost every other, you know, production that Hollywood was doing. And um, the reason Gail was important was because. Um, she was a writer and a creator and understood the unusual blend. Obviously, you can look at her work. She herself is a force of nature and a, a special one. And I just felt that ultimately, either Gail or someone like her uh, needed to come on board because you have to have a senior force like that to vouch for the director, particularly a director that only has an after-school special, which is not even remotely in the tone of the script that he is being attached to to direct. And you also need that force because they have demonstrated already that they can do it. They have the crews they know the crews who would be able to execute, physically execute a movie like this and support a young director. The studios are not going to give away even $10 million um, unless they have some sort of guarantee that it's okay. And a Gale made it okay. Gale Ann Hurd, as executive producer, effectively was the key element that validated or was able to help validate Ron Underwood as a director and to give the studio the confidence to try a newcomer because of her work on her productions, because of what she had done on Terminator, which was a low budget picture essentially, and her innovative um, approach to production, but particularly because 
her success meant something and every newcomer needs an advocate and she was a powerful advocate for Ron. How important was it for Kevin Bacon to be attached to the film? I think it was very important for Kevin Bacon to be attached to the film. Uh, it was important for a certain level of star to anchor the film. And I can remember um, the whole casting process coming close, you know, um, failing to get at the last minute. An agent didn't get it, so he didn't pass it to somebody who turned around later and said, oh my God, I loved that film, why did you do that? It became very important for the studio, and, and any studio at that time would have this mandate. They would say, okay, here's your budget. We will do it, but if you are, uh, if we're going to actually physically green light it, we need talent of this caliber so that we can have a shot at a, at a major release. And so this was part of the game that was being played to try and get the picture made. I can't remember everybody who was up for it now, um, but there was a lot of excitement when Kevin was uh, approached and uh, when he said yes, it was meaningful. Hi, I'm Rhonda, Rhonda LeBeck. I'm up here for the semester. Yeah, geography. Geology. Yeah, well, actually, seismology, earthquakes. And you two must be Val and Earl. I've heard all about you. We deny everything. Was it important for you to have good role models for women in Tremors? What the women in this film represent are that Steve Wilson is a great advocate of strong female characters. And he has always written them. And it was working with, with Steve and his just general attitude about women at that particular time. Brent too, but I mean, Steve was very, this, he liked strong women. He liked women that weren't ciphers. And that was written into every single female character in this movie. And I think they live and breathe and are fun because of it. They, they're not on a crusade to be feminists. What they are is they are real people with their own ideas and their own strong personalities and they're not uh, abrasive, they're human and they're totally equal. There is a realness to every character. You don't feel like you're caught in some uh, time warp of the movie and, uh, and that goes to, uh, I think, the writing of it, it was authentically written and it was authentically executed. And we were very lucky um, that they were able to cast who they cast because they've lived on, I think, pretty well. Can you see Tremors in any subsequent movies? Uh, well, Eight-Legged Freaks, we were laughing about it when Eight-Legged eight Freaks uh, came out and uh, and I I, I think I shared with you that at uh, the 25th screening of uh, Tremors, uh, a young woman came up to me and grabbed me and said, oh my God, you're my inspiration. If, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have made Sharknado. And I, 
<laughs> I, I laughed, but um, the absurdity of Sharknado, you know, I, I think uh, speaks to the idea of, of maybe a, a Tremors inspiration. Although I, I think, you know, the inspiration for Tremors was simp one simple idea from Steve Wilson, and that was in the middle of a desert when he was working at China Lake uh, Naval uh, Weapons Station. What if I just couldn't get off the rock? What if there were sharks, land sharks, underneath the, the um, rock? And in fact, I think the original title was Land Sharks of that three-quarter inch page. And the original title of the movie was not Tremors, it was Beneath Perfection. How did you feel after six years of making the film? I can't say I felt fine, but I can also say after working for six years on putting it together that I was totally elated. First of all, it got made. Second of all, Brent and Steve were producers. They were the sole producers on the film. I can remember turning to them and saying, and of course you're going to produce this. And they, they were a little blanched. I said, well, you came to me to be filmmakers. Here it is. And I'd achieved that for them. They were the sole producers on it. And Ron Underwood was a director. And because it was so unusual, because it was so deftly directed. It wasn't hammer-fisted. Uh, it wasn't directed in this obvious way. It was, you know, it was elegantly done. It put Ron Underwood on the map. And I was thrilled. That made six, six years worth it because everyone went on after that to do things that they wanted to do. That was a big goal. It was almost more than the film in some ways. That was the great Nancy Roberts talking about tremors. Make sure to meet us back here next Friday where we'll be talking to special effects master Alec Gillis about the creation of the Graboids. In the meantime, if you want to brush up on your survival skills in the event of a Graboid invasion, Head over to the official Tremors YouTube and Facebook channel or find us on Twitter and Instagram at Tremors Movie. Over and out. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.